Today on Penny Dreadful, we talk about the season three finale, The End. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, After Buzzers. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. We are here doing the Penny Dreadful season three finale. Oh my goodness. So much to talk about. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have... Hi, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me everywhere on the internet at Joel Monique. Hey guys, it's Renee Ariel, and you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Renee Ariel. Oh my goodness, embrace this music because it might be the last time we hear it. Oh, the finale. So much happens. Really quickly, what were your thoughts, Joel? Let's start with that. Strong choices from the writers. Super, super, super strong amazing decisions that I, I never would have guessed and I'm I'm sitting here in shock as we were talking about before we came on mic. I just wow, bold, brazen. Very I know, I'm still really sad. Uh it was completely unpredictable and I'm a little speechless. Yeah. I think the only word that I have in my vocab right now that I can process is what? Right? <laughs> is oh this my real gosh. life? It just uh, I can't. I'm literally speechless. <laughs> I have. I don't know what to say because I mean it was a great episode. We'll just preface this whole after show with that. It was great two episodes, mm. yeah. Special two episode finale. Um, beautifully shot as well. Oh yeah. Acted, writing, everything. I mean, this show just has literally it fires on all cylinders. Um, favorite characters a lot. It's just the way it ended. We'll get to it. It was just very morose. Mm. And that's not what you want with a finale. I know. And yet, and yet, we are watching Penny Dreadful. Yes. And I, I feel Very like, I, I don't know if I ever felt anyone was going to walk into the sunset and live happily ever after. But you have hope. I did hope. Let's, I certainly did do that. Let's hope for that. Um, shout out to Angela Struck, who unfortunately could not join us for this we finale. We miss you. But uh, yes, so follow her on Twitter at the Angela Struck. Let's just start it off with John Clare, one of the most, well, all these stories are fairly sad, but he had a really sad story. His son, still sick, unfortunately, passes away. That was depressing, but expected, just, oh my gosh, poor John Clare, he just got his son back. You know, and there was a moment at dinner where they're talking about their future, and there's like color in the boy's cheeks. And you're like, no, Jake is going to be okay. Like, he's doing And then he just starts hacking up. And you're like, that's it. That when he just kept coughing up blood. Oh, my gosh. And he couldn't even, like, sit at the table anymore. I was like, that's it. That's over. And then, of course, we have that just John waking up as Jake is passing. It was greatly shot. A horrible moment. It was. It was just a really sad buildup. Because Mm -hmm. we see in the first episode where... They, they're having their nice, sweet family dinner, and there's that false hope that everything's going to be okay. John Clare's, like, planning things for the future, for them to be happy and together. Then he starts coughing, and we're like, no, John Clare, you are just a little too hopeful right yeah. now. I know. Unfortunately, in the second episode, he wakes up, and literally his last breath, and just mm. John Clare just starts crying, and it was really sad. To finally get your family, your your wife, and your son back together... And he passes away. 
I know. And it was so late in the season that he finally found them. And he first confronted uh, his wife. And then, well, I mean, technically confronted his son first, but not really had the relationship develop after um, seeing his wife and getting back in touch. But, oh, it just, just happened. This just it's happened. So close. Uh, okay. Yes. W- were you surprised with Marjorie, the wife, wanting to have Victor Frankenstein revive the son. No, not at all. Not surprised. I just don't like that she made an ultimatum. I don't like that she was like, well, then just don't come back. I really didn't like that line. Uh, I think that as a grieving mother, I think that given time, they say nothing compares to the loss of a child, and I think that there is nothing she wouldn't do to get her son back and to know that there was an option and not know the consequences of that option, to not fully understand what she was asking him to do. Um, I totally, I felt for her in that moment, truly. Like, this is, we have an option and you're not using it and I can't understand why you won't let my son be with me anymore. This doesn't make sense to me. Right, and um, I, I'm glad that John Clare was like, no, you don't know the life he's going mm-hmm. to live if we do that, because he's living a tortured life, and he does not want that for his son. He doesn't want the loneliness and the sad, unfortunate fate that will, he will suffer if yeah. he does bring back his son, because his son's not going to be the same person that he was when he died. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess it also doesn't help the fact that the wife didn't see his first few months after turning into, well, what he is now... And that struggle he went through before realizing who he even was. But, yeah, just that ultimatum, man. John lost not just his kid, but his wife as well. His whole family in one fell swoop. Like, (laughs) Jesus. Heavy. Yeah, so we see him, unfortunately, wrap his son and actually set him off to the sea. Or to the ocean. And because, again, I'm, I'm glad John Clare didn't. It's like, no. Uh, we're going to properly bury, bury him in that way. But do you think Margie would take him back? I think given time, yeah, perhaps. Time. Once she... Because I, I think he, she would probably hear him out in that this is not going to be a fulfilling or ever a happy life for him. And like now he's at peace. Um, but, I mean, who say we don't know her very well. And for so long, she's had to fight and make sure that he... Like, her son is not only alive, but Fen has some kind of heat. And, you know, for that fight to just be over, you know, she may carry that grudge forever. Yeah, it's kind of hard to tell. I do agree, because we don't know her character that well. You'd hope that eventually she'll come around, because John Clare needs somebody to love. God. Especially now. And he deserves it. Why, writers? Damn you. And he lost a friend, too, so we'll get to that. But, okay, so anything else about John Clare? Other uh, than rest in peace, his son. Yeah. Terrible. terrible. Oh, I thought his, uh, uh, the burial, I thought was really appropriate for John's character. Oh, I like that he took yeah. him That he was, like, hiding see. away, and then yeah. he came at the end. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, do, I mean, the burial of his son, when he uh, oh, brings oh, him oh, to oh. the sea, and yeah, I thought, yeah. you know, that's kind of where he met his end. It's where... He found kind of the most solace. It's where he went to go find himself before he came back. Um, I like that that's the place where he decided to let his son go. I thought that was really appropriate. Yeah. It it was beautiful. It was sad. But I I just want a happier storyline for John Clare. He's lived such a sad life since we've had him. (laughs) I Um, I just only hope there's 
you know, a better future for him. All right, so let's move on to Dorian and Lily. Oh, they're, they're the couple of the month. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> what a mess. So we see, you know, uh, Lily's actually with Victor and Jekyll and whatnot, and all that goes back, goes down. Um, they only start with Lily, pretty much, with Victor and Dorian. Uh, were you surprised that Victor let Lily go? No. Because of the story she told, no. Um... I did because he's he is to be sorry. I do believe he's kind of a weak link in a sense where he's not a complete sociopath. He can kind of uh, he does have control issues for sure. He's a control freak, but at the same time, he is very emotional. Gets very attached to people, and overall wanted Lily back because he has all of these feelings for her that she doesn't have in return. So I did see him being weak. I just with where we left off last episode or two episodes ago I guess with Lily just being really angry that's why I didn't see it happening or him letting her go just because of where she was mentally. And we kind of talked about this as we were watching the show this is a return to old Victor the kind of guy we knew I want to say like between like later half season one to about the end of season two where we get like you know a guy who it's really trying to connect to people and he's so kind of shy and introverted that he doesn't really know how but is genuinely a good you know is a good yeah. human being like he just wants to have like he wants to achieve great scientific you know prosper prosperity um and so no i wasn't really shocked by that moment and i was glad that you finally see her as a person and not mm-hmm. as you know his wife his creation i don't know yeah his partner um okay what did we see an amazing acting moment from oh my god uh, Billy Piper, she she's fantastic. I know, um, stunning. I mean, she she was just, I mean, Emmy for her, seriously. But her whole speech. story about her daughter, mm. so sad. But I'm so glad they revisited that and didn't just leave us with uh, the grave saying Sarah and, and and us being unsure if it's her daughter or her sister or what. But what a sad story and explains so much of her anger, so much. Like this definitely probably the start of so much because she she felt she was so angry at herself and then lashed out on others yeah um, pretty much the kind of the yeah mm-hmm. finding uh in her attacker like people that resembled him mm-hmm. any kind of john any man who's overly aggressive yeah um yeah just just melts your heart like just how to come back to that to know that you you know were raped and then beaten and then come back to find that you couldn't protect your child it, it gives so much clarity to all of Lily's previous actions, and uh, I think makes going back to Dorian that much worse. To yeah. go back to see, like she says, like another daughter dead. But she, I mean, she didn't even go back to see Dorian. She probably went back to go see her, uh, her, her army daughters, her army, mm. whatever you want to call them, and uh, of her course, see Dorian. But it wasn't. <laughs> I was thinking that when she went to go see Dorian and the women that she would be angry with Dorian and and want revenge but it was such just like a broken down vulnerable Lily that we saw yeah she definitely uh I I feel like she's like I don't want to hate anymore it takes so much energy to be that angry and that mad and once that bubble is kind of burst I think you know you have to start looking at like how do I want to keep going forward which kind of another theme of the show uh these last two shows is like, how do you move forward? Like, what's your life after death? Um, so she is she as redeemable as we think? 
I think is so. she's very she's redeemable. redeemable. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that was honestly her breaking point telling that story because it was something we've never heard we'd never heard that we didn't even know she had a daughter until we kind of assumed so uh, a few episodes to go yeah and um on top of it it was finally like the root to everything of like all of her anger and it made so much sense it's crazy because even in season one when she wasn't lily she was brona yes we didn't know too much about Brona aside from I guess when we saw her and Chandler together so it's so crazy that all of this was going on then and that's what she was hanging on to this whole time yeah I think it's one story this definitely makes her redeemable but one story that still makes her human Mm -hmm. because we've seen from her disintegration from the end of season two to practically this whole season that she's very beast-like she's very animalistic and is she really a monster or is she a person? And I think this episode really, in the storyline, the way that they tied it up, shows that she's really just a human being. Yeah, yeah I agree. Very sad. So sad. I mean, all these stories are so sad. Um, <laughs> but we see Dorian actually, you know, so fortunately Victor lets her go. Mm-hmm. So good on Victor. But then she goes back to Dorian. And what do we think of Dorian and Lily's relationship now that this happens. I mean, over, but... (laughs) (laughs) Definitely over, but wow, I just really don't like Dorian. And what a... But I love that she walked out, and he was like, you'll be, you'll be back. (laughs) Like, what, like, a line to say after someone breaks up? But, like, how about the whole conversation of the, you know, his story of being, because of his portrait, he's immortal, and this is the price that he has to pay. The fact that he has to live every single day pretty much as a dead person who has no semblance of life anymore. He he lost his passion and his drive. Now he's just living day in. I like that we finally get to the heart of Dorian, though. Like, we finally get to see, like, what is making him tick for these past three seasons is, is the fact that I'm a, the living dead. I don't connect to you. I can't love you. I can't do anything but feed, like desire as it kind of comes up but I don't have passion for anything I don't have love for anything well that's why like I didn't connect to that whole speech I mean it was just kind of like a sociopath going on about how he is. Pri- yeah but that's why like I didn't feel any sympathy towards him when you say the story just right now with actual like emotion in your tone it's so sad but mm-hmm. the way he said it no matter what words came out of his mouth I saw no emotion which was explained in the speech but it just I just don't like his character because there's nothing there I and see, and this actually made me like him again. Yeah, not as not as a person, but as a character. I was like, oh, I get this now, and I I totally understand. And I do think Lily will be back, not in the next year, probably. If if Lily is immortal, give it five hundred years. You have 500 years of roaming the earth, of looking for something unique, of trying to discover, like, of trying to change the world and seeing that the world doesn't really change all that much. My guess is she goes back to Dorian, not as, not as hopeless, not as, but in, I understand you. Okay. But do you think she's going to try to go back to change the world, or do you think after she kind of had that realization uh, with Victor just saying, I, the one thing I don't want you to take away from me is this memory of my daughter... And then goes to Dorian, leaves Dorian, kind of leaves that whole thing behind. Do we think she's going to st- try to start a new revolution? Or do you think she's just going to try to live her life? I think no. in a different way. I don't think it's going to be guns blazing, let's slice off heads. I think <laughs> she'll find... Yeah. Pile of hands right here. <laughs> exactly. But I think that she is clearly a great leader. I think she makes really great connections, specifically with women. And there's a lot of ways that, especially at that time, that you could help women in need. I think she'll go on doing, trying to lead a revolution in that way and being more... 
like I don't want to say nurse, but like you know, suffrage like suffragettes or yeah, or even like helping run an orphanage so that other girls don't have to go through what she had to go through to make their way, or maybe she could become a teacher. There's a lot of ways she could. I mean, so like actually use it for positive, yeah, women influence. She has so many good qualities to put on a job resume. Like (laughs) she can figure something out, but it's just a matter of what she wants to do. Yeah. But my question is. Now hearing both, you know, Lily's story and Dorian's lament more so, do you think both of them have the drive to still keep living? Do you want them to, or, like, do you think that they want to keep living? Yeah. It seemed like Lily did, because she didn't want Victor to kill her. She didn't try to say anything along those lines. She really didn't want to lose those memories and hang on to it. Um, But I'm not sure where that's going to go from there. It wasn't clear. With Dorian, I mean... Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't care. He's just living his life. He's beautiful at this age. Doesn't matter. I think Dorian's grown accustomed to his position, yeah. and I think he likes the world from this place. It keeps him very safe. He doesn't have to engage. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to like worry about being hurt. Nothing can hurt him because you know, like even with Lily, like the one person who could probably meet him halfway on anything, like you, the only other immortal he's ever met, the only one who's like carried his same bloodlust. As she leaves, he's like, "Oh well, no, you'll be back." Clearly, you're hurting, dude. Clearly, (laughs) and you're just like, no, no, it's fine. I'm, I'm aloof. Yeah, I know. I like, but you know what? The the line he said to Justine, though, where I don't know if it was, Mm. uh, I've met hundreds of lilies, or Mm -hmm. um, in my time, I've seen a thousand lilies. Right there, it doesn't seem like she's uh, of Mm. much importance to him. So I just see him kind of. It's more of his ego being like, you'll be back Mm -hmm. because she's still alive, and why wouldn't you be with him? They're both immortal, but. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So you quickly mentioned Justine. Goodbye, Justine. We won't miss you. I will. I loved her. We love Justine. <laughs> it was you and Anna. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, I All right. Team Justine. So I'll speak on behalf of this side of the table. <laughs> I'm so glad he snapped her neck. Oh no. And, I mean, Joelle, you saw me. I was like, No, you're really excited. Yeah, about I it. called you're that like, ten seconds forward. before that happened. So. See, and Justine's final words are why I love her. Like the whole, I just I loved felt for her. her I won't miss her. See, I didn't even felt for her. I just, like, I in that moment, I understood her. Like, I get, like, she was like, I have a chance to be something else. I have a chance to take everything that's been done to me and push it back on other people. And though that is selfish and completely and totally wrong, I, I just understood where she was coming from. And I liked seeing her take some of her power back. And even when faced with death, she was just chin up, like, I'm fine with that, but I'm not going back to the life I lived before. I love Justine, and I will miss her immensely. I, th- I think she had a, a great line, like, I'd, I'd rather die on my feet than live a lifetime on my knees. Yeah. I, I will say in that one moment, I did like Dorian because, okay, when last week when we were talking about, oh, oh he's just going to kill her, I was not expecting it to go down like this. Even though he has no emotion, he was going to let those ladies live. He was going to let even Justine, who's pushed his buttons the whole time since they've met, he was going to let her live as well. But she pushed and pushed and pushed and said she didn't want to live anymore. And that's why he did it. Well, for sure. But, I mean, she asked for it, which was weird. Which I get, but... I mean, girl, like, maybe Lily would come back. Like, I was surprised at how reluctant he was to kill her, which to me says he saw a little something in her. Like, I don't think that he particularly liked her, but I think her spirit and her tenacity was intriguing to him as why he saved her in the first place. Um, but there were so many options. I thought he would just kill her immediately. But know, she stood up to him, like, three up. or four times 
before she was like, you can either kill me or let me stay here, but I'm not going back. And that's when he made his decision. So, I don't know. I, I kind of applauded Doreen in that moment of being like, that to me showed a little bit of humanity. You're done. Um, I, I applauded Dorian when he literally let all the women go. I yeah. Know. I love when he's like, get out. <laughs> yeah. And I called that too. I'm like, get out. You <laughs> I did. I called a lot of things. Um, so I'm, I'm glad the women, I'm like, unfortunately, they don't really have anywhere to go. But maybe this just like getting rid of these women will just start a whole nother storyline mm. for Dorian. I'm hoping for the future, you guys. I really am. We'll get to it so much. Um, but, you know, let's rewind a little bit back to Victor and Jekyll. We saw their relationship kind of on the rocky end, their bromance more so. Jekyll's father died, and he gains his inheritance and his estate and his title. Lord, Lord Hyde. Hyde. Oh, my goodness. So what do you think this will do for Jekyll, his character? Because we didn't see him beast out as Mr. Hyde in this season. Which I was kind of hoping for, but we did. I know, me too. I don't know because of where they left it off. I don't know. I don't know if his storyline will continue. But they couldn't have just done that for no reason to tease us, right? I mean, that his storyline is what gives me hope. Like you create, brought in first of all, world class actor, like stunning, so pretty, and then, <laughs> so pretty. excellent, so voice. pretty, and Good. then and then you you kind of give us. You give us a little leeway into what might happen because we know, you know, he takes over his lordship. He's going to continue his medical practices. We know eventually where his storyline's going. So again, if they do end it here, okay, we we got enough. On the other hand, I would like to see that MF just become very wealthy and just like, again, yeah, like totally just like hide out and be amazing. And I I like him a lot, and I think his storyline, all of it, all of it, his story is so cool. It'd be really cool to see it continued, but if not, I can fill in the gaps in here. <laughs> it's all about the imagination, right? folks. <laughs> that head cannon, it's important. I just, I think we didn't see enough of Victor of this season, of his character, of his storyline, just in general, the iconography of, you know, Mr. Hyde and Jekyll. Um, I just wanted, I, I think it was an interesting ending because we know, like, his father played a big part into. Victor's, um, sorry, not Victor's, Jekyll and Hyde split personality. Mm-hmm. And now that the father's gone, I don't even think we're going to see that. If he gains his inheritance and that's it. I mean, he had a But the effect has already happy. been made. And if, if we know anything about the time period and these sorts of characters, he feels he has won. He is going to be so sorely disappointed. <laughs> they are high society is not going to accept him any more than they have to. Like he may have to be let into certain parties, but you know, I'm sure he'll be shunned and there will be whispers and he's not going to find it anywhere near as satisfying as he believes it to be. There's a lot more story to tell along those lines of him yeah. Maybe aggressively trying. Yeah, I mean, I will right? watch that show, Showtime. If you wanna bring me just that, I will be there for you. Absolutely. <laughs> I agree. I, I I think just knowing we had the character of Jekyll and Hyde in the season, I think it was a very missed opportunity on their part yeah, to see that. I agree. We didn't see his lashing out, and I don't think we will, unfortunately. So, okay, let's move on to the gang. Like, pretty much the whole sum of the last episode. Uh, so the gang's all back, finally, all in back. London. With uh, two special guests. 
Oh, snap. Dr. Seward. Dr. Thank Seward. God. Oh, I was so happy when she came knocking on the door. Where's Vanessa? First uh, of all, great comedic uh, moment of all these people being like, where's Vanessa? I know. Who is this chick? Why is she here? <laughs> I, it's like, I lost track of how many times people asked, where's Vanessa? Vanessa totally. in, in these episodes. <laughs> because literally everyone's asking, where's Vanessa? And the fact that Vanessa wasn't even part of the first part, but she only showed up for about five minutes of the last part, I'm not okay with that. Mm. Me neither. I'm so time. not okay with that. I thought, when we got, when we had the first episode of the two-part finale, I was like, okay, so they're going to do an episode without Vanessa, and then the next episode's going to be like, all oh, Vanessa. Yeah. And then it wasn't. It wasn't. <sighs> but It was very little Vanessa. Very little frank. Vanessa. Yeah, it was like one scene, guys. One scene. It was. We'll get to it, too, before we <sighs> jump ahead. Uh, beginning of this episode, real quickly, the title sequence. Completely different. So different. That made Same me music. already worried off the bat. Mm-hmm. I was like, they're changing Why are they changing? I mean, I liked it, but all at the same time, I knew this was not a good it thing. It was a stunning introduction. It was so cinematic mm-hmm. in its portrayal of this woman just kind of singing to her baby and putting it after we had... Uh, just learned about Lily's uh, situation and to see and beautiful voice by the way oh my god so good and then that like long like pan out and then to move just like gently into the credits yeah. you kind of it really set the tone for what was about to happen yeah. and I thought it was excellent and depressing uh, absolutely I, th- yeah. I think it really set up for what we were about to it was a good foreshadowing more so like though there was one particular line that stood out when your time here on earth is true Beautiful place we call heaven. Is it true? Please, God, I pray that it's true. So just the whole idea of going to heaven, is it real? Death and then going to heaven. I what, what a depressing lullaby for a baby trying to go to sleep. The British. Like, we're probably not going to live that They say that line of, like, we're not going to live till we're old. It was very depressing. Very penny dreadful. Mm. Very much in the vein of penny dreadful. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Seward is there. Oh, Ethan yeah. and Katine and Sir Malcolm are back at the mansion. I love how they all just like split up. Mm. Like you don't ever tackle something by yourself. <laughs> I know. Have you not learned this? You finally are all back together, and but like, then you nope, go off let's by go your separate ways again. Um, let's let's talk about uh, Dr. Seward and Sir Malcolm and Renfield doing oh. that whole pretty much cognitive interview. Mm. going into Renfield's mind and trying to find Vanessa's whereabouts with Dracula. What did you think of this? Uh, I really liked it. I thought the whole use of the cane as the metronome was really kind of satisfying to me. It really, like, building the scene around the cane, I thought was a really smart choice from the director and just having that steady pulsing and then uh, her kind of lulling him into it. Uh, I thought it worked very well. Yeah, I love the way that they shot that. I also love how we see Renfield just fully in creep mode with his makeup. And that beginning scene, though, with him and Dr. Seward when he was listening to Vanessa's tapes and he ate the the frogs. (laughs) That was... You guys would have appreciated I was cringing and like couldn't look at the screen. The what frog. a cr- oh, so many frogs, by the way. What? I hate swarms of things. Like I don't have a lot oh of fears, but that's God. way, way up there. I don't like it. And there's like so it. many swarms in this episode. So many frogs, <laughs> guys. I'm not afraid of frogs or rats for that matter. Um I, j- I just thought of You wouldn't like, be scared if there were that many frogs coming out of I'd your I'd be dream. creeped out. But like I'd be like, oh, what are you all doing here? <laughs> 
I mean, I grew up with a pun. I had like 50 frogs in my backyard <laughs> throughout the whole spring, but that's another story. Um, frogs don't bother me. But uh, I, I think the darkness and how they shot it. We had the rats and the frogs. It felt like a plague, like the the, yeah. the 10 plagues, you know, of Egypt. Um, you know, let my people go. That whole scheme. But I, I think it was just, you know, the symbolism mm-hmm. of dark dark creatures of the night. Yeah. Great job, but... Ugh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> nasty, especially Renfield biting... You know, oh my gosh, he's such too. a... He did such a great job playing that, though. He got so creepy. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love... The whole, all of the interactions with Renfield this episode just gave me goosebumps. They're he was so such brilliant. a freak. I mean, and we, when we were, we were all watching the second episode together, and when they kind of move into the butcher shop with all those bodies, great, great job set deck. Oh my god! I literally audibly gasped, and I, I like gore a lot, so I was really, but half-eaten bodies and holes in the blood and, like, just all from lot. books. It was so much in one shot. And I was just like, oh, God! I know. <laughs> it's it's a lot to take in. <laughs> but it was amazing. And did anybody notice Dr. Seward was with him there? It really... She read the sign. He didn't say out oh, loud yeah, what the place that. was. And she was saw it. And I'm like, witch? Witch? Witchiness? Is this your power? Is this what's happening? It's a co- cognitive interview. I mean, we talked about it when uh, Dr. Seward went into Vanessa's mind with the whole flashback of True, Banning's clinic. True, and she clinic. was there, and She was not. there in the right, same way. she was yeah. there, but not. And, she, and Vanessa was dictating everything she saw. Whereas Renfield dictated everything he saw, but the sign, she read the sign. Like, Dr. Seward was there with him, read a sign that I know where he is. But Dr. Seward lives there in London, so maybe she did just know the location. Based on where she looked at We may never kills. know. Witchiness. But I stand by that. The, the whole reason for this, you know, cognitive interview more so was to find out the physical location of where Vanessa was. And they we did realized it. it was at the slaughterhouse. What a lovely very location. Fitting. Very, mm. very fitting. Um, but simultaneously when that's happening we had sir malcolm or not sir malcolm ethan ethan and katane in the streets finding the night creatures both wolfing out yeah i did not see that coming <laughs> we should have known she's that's been so distrusting of katane for so I long i still don't like him to be honest with you and it made me so angry or so much more angry at him i guess that he was the reason that Ethan turned into wolf? Yes, you can be like, oh, but Renee, this made him save the... No, listen to me, guys. <laughs> if he was never a wolf and him and Vanessa met, maybe, just maybe, they could have had a happy relationship Vanessa would have devoured him if he was not a wolf. She would have consumed and spit we him out. We don't know that. She had that beautiful imagination. If and he wasn't a wolf, would he have gone to England? I mean... The thing that brought them together was his wolfiness. We don't know that. You know, maybe there's a lot of reasons to go to England. People Friend. love traveling. I love you, but no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we do have the whole reveal that Katane is also a wolf. The reason why Ethan is a werewolf. And the reason why Ethan just beasted out and killed so many innocent souls. So, I mean, we, it was to be expected that Ethan was going to be severely pissed off. Mm-hmm. Very warranted. Very warranted. But that fight was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It was that a great was fight. Dope. Cool fight. Yeah, Dude. for sure. They're so badass. I love them. They're amazing. And them fighting together felt really natural. They felt I know. in sync. Yeah. Yeah, like, I love the 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 time, the the pressure they do with the, the clouds and the full moon because you mm-hmm. know it's there, you know it's coming, but you're like waiting for it. 
so good. It was like synchronized fighting. Yeah. A new category in the Olympics. You know, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> um, I liked it. I, I, I think it finally got to that point where the audience can understand and now get both of them on the same level. Like, all right, we're both angry. We understand. Now let's just fight. Like, let's all right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's look forward. They had a couple of really long fight scenes. They did. And they know. worked out really well. Really mm-hmm. excellently shot. Excellently shot. Um, wow. So everyone pretty much just bands up now, and now they go to the slaughterhouse, which for production looked really cool, really dark, but it looked like the Grand Ganol repurposed. Which I'm like they sure that it was. Yeah, probably. I got that same feeling too. I do have to say though, in that scene with Ethan and Katane in the sewer, mm. why were they walking in the water? There were two sides without water. They're like, no, no, let's make noise and let's get. <laughs> this wet. is gonna be like the Titanic door. Move over, Rose. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> There was space on that door, you guys. I just don't know. I mean, they didn't want to be quiet, clearly. Right? I we're just going to make loud, around. sloshing noises like, sh- on the side. Sh- sh- like, there's two areas for you both it's to walk up without getting wet. Also, you don't know what's in there. Play. I know. Get you could have gotten sick. There could have been a fungus. You know? You got to be okay. careful, I agree Ethan. with you. Use Thanks. the sidewalk. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of the gutter. <laughs> okay. <Literally. laughs> but they all get to the slaughterhouse. <laughs> And they actually meet up with Victor. Very convenient. So literally the whole gang's back together. Yeah, what a coincidence. He just went through this whole thing. I was like, like, well, I guess I'll save Vanessa too. How did you end up at the slaughterhouse, Victor? (laughs) Did they meet at the slaughterhouse or did he meet at the hospital? Because I thought that they were interrogating uh, uh, Renward. Oh, Renfield. Renfield, thank you. Yeah, that's right. The whole, yeah, okay. No, you're right. But they meet up with Victor. It is convenient. I mean, he's not the greatest fighter, but he tried. It was a valiant effort. Uh, and they pretty much take on Dracula and his night creatures, those vampires. Oh, man. Awesome fight scene. So yeah. cool. First of all, Catriona is so badass. She's so Give she her, can her fight. own show. Give her, she her can own fight. show. Can she stay forever? Forever and ever. Her hair, her parkour skills, so her parkour. like straight razor blades, all of it just gave me full energy in life, and I'm mm-hmm. so devoted to her now. Like I love her. Boom. Give Kat her own show. I'll be there. Uh, backtracking for one second with uh, Katriana and Sir Malcolm when they were talking <sighs> earlier on. Did you feel sexual I tension? Felt the love. Really? Yeah, I felt it. I did. And I didn't with Jekyll and Victor, but I <laughs> felt it with these two characters. Maybe I'm off. There there was a lot of uh, cheeky discussion mm-hmm. with them. A lot of, like, uh, I, don't, I don't even know how to call it sexual yet. It's more of just interest like of two powerful people. Like playful. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, like when yeah. two powerful people meet and they're like, oh, mm-hmm. I see you. Oh, I see how you <laughs> are. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So future relationship possible. Possibly. I would ship that. I'd ship it. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I liked how she was flirting with Renfield just to get answers, though. I know. Oh, like, she brought on her sexy side. I was like, all right, if that's oh. how you get information from anybody, sure. Sure, do it. Bring we it. love you. You're perfect <laughs> in every way. That, that makes your character even cooler. I know. Um, but kind of sad. I mean, if you think about the time period that they are in, like women selling their bodies mm. for money and, you know, the, a way of living. But she's kind of like... I. Granted, this was, like, a whole play on her, but, like, to kind of coy 
try to play around with his emotions just to get answers. Kind of low, but kind of cool. Yeah. Just yeah. the way she executed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. No, I, I like it. Um, she, she can stick around. If she can be a regular, I'm all for it. I love her. I'm all for it. I'm so for I it. I mean, and she's, she's the only woman right now who can fight. I mean, we had Dr. Seward. With a gun. Oh. Gotta love her. Dr. The New Yorker. New Yorker. Oh, I love when she oh, said so that line. good. Oh, she's so the So delicious. I know. She's fearless. She does not care. No, she does I've like, never seen in. her scared, though. Even when, when she was trying to tell Renfield to get out of her office, it was just like, you should leave now. There's no, like, oh, oh, maybe you should go. She's just so confident. She's such a strong woman. I feel I like love her, her fight or flight instinct is just fight. <laughs> yeah, <I agree. laughs> like, like, I'm not going to run away from you. I'm scared, but go? I'm going to fight you. Like, lace up. We got things to do. <laughs> She's a gun-toting badass woman. Totally. Mm-hmm. So, like, she can pick your brain, and and she can shoot your brains out. So, there you go. <laughs> uh, she she's, she's a force to be working with. We'll mm-hmm. say that. Um, awesome fighting. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I can't say it enough. I mean, we again, we had Ethan and Sir Malcolm. You know that he, they can fight. Victor, he had a valiant effort. He did. He tried. I mean, he's not the greatest fighter. <laughs> he but didn't he die, so. No, he didn't. You know, he held his own. He didn't. Had a little <laughs> trouble reloading that gun, but he got there. He got yes. it, guys. All right. <laughs> what do you think of Dracula during all of this going down? He oh. seems like the most jealous boyfriend. Oh my gosh, I know. And he's like, she's not yours. She's mine. Like, Calm down, Dracula. I kind of expect all this talk we've had about his human form and, you know, night creatures. I was like, transformation? Transformation? (laughs) No. You're just going to stay vulnerable in your human form? And granted, we did get to see him fight, which was pretty cool. But I really would have liked to see him, like, turn into the dragon and and Mm. be some other vicious, vile kind of creature. Right. And he he stayed in his human form. And I was expecting him to be killed in his human. Me too. Mm-hmm. But we didn't know he could just dodge bullets like that. I mean, they were trying to well, shoot him. Well, we knew he, he could run fast. Yeah, but I mean, every bullet dodged it obviously was not an easy task to try to shoot Dracula, which I was thinking it would just be like a ch and then done. Mm. But I'm naive, so. Well, it, I mean, it was actually kind of cool. He had his moment of fighting, just literally knocking the crap out of everybody. Oh, yeah. So like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and when he kept throwing it. Ethan, like throwing Oh, my Ethan, God. We were upset. Yeah, we were we like, were don't touch upset. Ethan. <laughs> I don't know if that I was like, Ethan, you can't die. Get up. Don't kill Ethan. <laughs> wolf out. Now is well, the yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. I was like, wolf out. Come on. I know it's not a full moon. Just do it. And <laughs> I think that is a testament to the editing. Editing Because when we saw Dracula fighting and whatnot and Ethan running, I thought he was going to go up to the top and literally get like a high point of vantage and shoot him. Nope. He was going to get Vanessa. Oh, I figured. Mm. Yeah, especially when he was like kind of sneaking up the stairs. I was like, yeah, he's going to go find his girl. All right. So he does find the girl in the candle room. Vanessa in what was seemingly grayish white gown. Beautiful mm. gown. Gorgeous. I mean, Vanessa, I mean, Eva Green is gorgeous anyway in anything that she wears. I think it was su- interesting that they chose gray. Yeah. Because we a- don't know if she's good or bad. And she's in a very white, neutral space of nothing. She's literally where nothing can touch her. There's so many candles. So many candles. How long did it take them to light? I know. Hold on. I got it, guys. I mean, how many PAs did they have to hire for that? How many PAs does it take to light a room full of candles? (laughs) Um, Beautifully. Oh my god! It's just gorgeous. The the overhead shot of how they place the camera in a circle of candles. And it looked so much like her room when she was in the asylum. 
A little bit. Mm-hmm. The white walls and all that. Yeah, yeah that's very true. Um, so Ethan goes to Vanessa. And what do you think of Vanessa's whole speak, like, her, her speech more so is like, it has to end. This is my life, pretty much. It's like, anywhere I go, this is going to follow me. It has to end. Depressing, speechless. That's, uh, I just, I hated that. Because as much as, yes, it is kind of true. I mean, you never know what the future holds for you. And maybe if they killed Dracula, I mean, who else is going to go after her at this point? I mean, and also keeping good influences around you and marrying Ethan. Um, I just, there could have been really happy things in her future. And I wonder how what her original plan was if if this is how she thought it would go because she says that when he enters the room this is harder than i thought it would be to see you and i know she meant that just like in this moment this is hard mm-hmm. or if she had planned this all along like her state of mind is such a question to us for the first time i think in the entire series we yeah. always kind of know where vanessa's at and what she's thinking and where she wants to go but here in these moments did she plan to be with dracula so she could get even back here to to kill her did did in seeing Ethan, did she go, oh, well, this will be my release. This is how I get out. I feel like she just gave in to Dracula, accepting that is who she was or who she thought she was. Um, and then when she found out they were coming after her, she knew what she had to do. Because yeah. obviously she wasn't going to kill Ethan. And since she is in between the good and the evil, she knew that the only way or thought that the only way to end all of this would be to kill herself or to have mm. someone kill her. Yeah. Um, my battle must end or there will never be peace on earth. So she was very well aware. and But I loved how Ethan like had to reassure her. It's like, you were never alone. I know during all these times she felt alone, but she was never alone. Yeah. And uh, with a kiss, with love. My and heart. then Ethan shoots her. In the gut, which is the worst place to be shot. We know this. Ethan, or you're... it can happen. I mean, like, she could, like, have organ failure and whatnot. No, I'm just saying it takes a really long time to die from a bullet to the gut. Like, it's not about, like, you will die eventually. It just takes forever. Like, you just some he few inches from her heart. Just, more logical uh, about it. I, you know, it's just he's a killer. He's, like, been in the army. He knows where to aim. I put in my notes, it's a flesh wound, guys. It's just a flesh wound. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm hoping, I'm trying to stay positive here. I was but, waiting for someone to interrupt them. I was just waiting. I was like, don't. No know her and then well and then, see i thought the prayer was it i thought like i'm gonna kill you with this prayer and i'm gonna help you see that like there's because the whole prayer is about redemption yeah and about like i don't have to be led into temptation and i can be delivered from evil i thought that was what was happening and that in her, her reciting the words back to him mm. that she kind of like, they had reached some understanding so when the gun went off i was like no, no we know. were there damn it so do you think vanessa was saved because i mentioned it in the last after show that she would find her faith again seems like she did a little mm-hmm. bit because i mean she was even reminiscing about the girl who used to pray about the cross like when she took the crucifix off and burnt it and put it in the fire that's when she lost herself and she was i thought well it was aware. interesting that she no longer thought of herself as vanessa because she says when did we lose she- her um, third person yeah and so uh to me it, it seemed like she had never lost it she just completely lost herself and had become yeah. something else yeah I can, I can get that oh gosh i mean we do know that she found her faith again uh just by the last moments that she was with us and she said that she saw the lord what a sad scene guys i, I don't know i can't get over it i 
I'm just kind of heartbroken. <laughs> it's just coming out. No, I think we all are. I'm I'm still trying to process what's going on. I'm like, what? There was a I good was five denial. minutes of shock after Damn the it. end. Yeah. I don't know how people in the audience felt, but like when it was like the end, and there was just such a long. They held the end for so long, like oh, maybe a good dead. fifteen seconds, where you're just like. I was tearing up when I they was, put the end. I was like, no. Waiting for a question mark. I was like, give it to me. I, I, live, in the land of, I live in the land of sequels. Like, I'm totally <laughs> fine with question mark. Like, yeah, I'll be back next season. And now, no. Oh, my God. Okay, so the whole funeral for Vanessa. Oh. First of all, Dracula's still alive. Yeah. Yes. It's sad that Vanessa's gone. And we do learn that Vanessa was the reason, uh, not Vanessa, sorry, that Dracula was the reason why Mina turned just to get Vanessa. Now both of them are gone. And Vanessa, and oh my gosh, these names. And Dracula is now gone, but he's still alive. Mm-hmm. But I guess he lost his mother of evil, so he'll just For now. chill. He did. <laughs> um, so Vanessa's funeral, sad. Uh uh, well, oh, even before that, the whole light comes out. The fog clears. Mm-hmm. What a bad time and the for light the lighting. Comes out. That one moment, I just want the clouds to stay there. I wanted the darkness. No, Vanessa but just lifted, died. I think it was like a visual representation that Vanessa has gone to heaven and she's shining down on them and looking over them, and she's her spirit is there. Like literally, there, there's literally that one ray of sunshine, figuratively and visually. Because now, for the first time, she can be at peace. First time yeah. in so, so long. She doesn't have to worry. She doesn't have to be stressed. She doesn't have to fear that she's going to hurt everyone within arm's reach. Like, I am happy that Vanessa was able to choose her own end. And instead of her funeral, it was nothing worth three was when John Clare showed up. I was like, God, no, John. Oh, <laughs> Your last friend and probably the person he was going to turn to for comfort. Yeah, he lost mm-hmm. everyone All this of them episode. Gone. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my gosh. John Clare at the end. And I think it was actually very, very fitting that John Clare was the last one to be at the... Yeah, or was the last one to be at her tombstone. Yeah. Because as monstrous as you want to call him that he started, he became the most human being Mm -hmm. on the show. Totally. Yeah. And the fact that he lost his one and only friend... (sighs) Sad. It was just a sad story all around. Heavy. Are you okay with... If this, because we do see the whole, t- the end title of the show, of the episode, are you okay if this was the end? Like, truly the end? How they wrapped the characters and storylines, are you okay with this ending? Yeah, you know, I really felt like this whole show feels like a book. It feels like a novel, which it should. It's based off Honey Dreadfuls. And this felt like closing the book. It was hard. You feel like you've left an entire world behind, but it also feels completed. Like the story there, you could always tell more story, but it feels like this has ended and I'm comfortable with saying goodbye to the show on that note. I think that, that it was such a solid bow out from the entire creative team. It's one of my favorite endings to a show in a long time. Um, was it perfect? No, but I thought it was pretty close. I thought it was really great, and I'm I'm okay saying goodbye to it at this point. Okay, I'm trying not to let my emotions take over <laughs> about it and just have like a that like just an opinion on it being an ending to the show that it was, and it does make sense. And I don't think they could have ended it 
in a happy way. And I mean, considering Vanessa is always having some evil chase after her, this was probably go- inevitable. Doesn't mean it didn't break my heart. Doesn't mean I would still hope that I wish that the writers wrote like an alternate um, alternate ending for just me and everyone else that cried <laughs> during this episode. And, you know, just bring Vanessa back to life for a second. Or, you know, I liked your idea of giving the flashback to, what was it, season yeah, one or two, wanted, where she has mm-hmm, that, like, imaginary Ethan. life with Ethan? Yeah, I wanted yeah. that to be what she uh, went up to. I wanted that to be, like, her heaven, per se, because leave it just on, like, a little bit of a happy note. I mean, I get why they ended it the way they did, but it just broke my heart. You gotta remember, the, like, just the title, Dread full i know and it it really goes with the whole theme and tonality of what these stories are they are very dark and grim and generally don't have happy endings they have very dark endings so but i think storyline and just how they wrote each character they seem like they actually wrapped up everybody because where else would they go if they were to continue with the season four, which we know Showtime has not picked them up for a season four yet. But if this, all these characters and stories did continue, where would they go? I mean, I liked in the chat somebody was saying, like, oh, John Clare could just dig her up right there. But we already know John know Clare feels about yeah, bringing. But we know how John Clare feels about bringing people back. So I would probably say no to that. Um, if he didn't want to bring back his son, I don't think he's going to want to put Vanessa through the same struggles. Um, we know that. Malcolm and Sir Ethan are not going... I'm sorry. Ethan and Sir Malcolm aren't going anywhere. They've decided to kind of stay and tough it out, which I'm so proud of Malcolm. Malcolm always runs. He's always on the fly. And for him to say, you know what? I need to stay here and figure Mm -hmm. things out. I thought was such a strong character moment for him. Uh, Stories that could continue. Victor's story has a lot of, like, what might happen next. Again, this Mm -hmm. chapter wrapped up beautifully. But if they wanted to continue, they could do that. We already talked about uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde would be a great character to follow. I don't know what Kat does, but it has to do with death. And if she wants to go to Egypt and, like, uncover mummies, I'm there for that. Or, like, wherever she wants to go, I would show up for that show. But, no, I, I think that... Again, this this portion of the story feels closed, and the way they ended it is so great that I think to bring it back would undo a lot of the hard work that they've done. I, I mean, I agree, too, because if you think about it, they didn't really set up a big bad villain for the next season, because if they were to continue, they would have already hinted at something is coming and something is yeah. looming in the future. Um, so we didn't get that. Uh, we even said goodbye to Lyle a couple episodes ago, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of characters have left or have wrapped up. So, I don't want to say it, but it does feel like a series ending. Yeah. One of the the uh, red flags for me also that I don't feel like there will be a season four is that Vanessa uh, was kind of the motivation for so many of the storylines. And then even with just, like, some uh, some characters like John Clare who just had his family for um, his all of his motivations and what was the storyline, all of those are wrapped up. And now that we don't have Vanessa, what would Sir Malcolm do that would make a series or with Ethan even? I just... I mean, they could recreate a whole new story, but as of what, what the show is and what any story has been, I don't see the motivation for it to continue to a season four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because they said the end. They did say the they end. They did say And in the, the chat, they end. had mentioned that they went over to the Penny Dreadful YouTube page and saw that they had listed this as the series finale. So it does <sighs> seem pretty finite. Yes, unfortunate. I mean, like, all great things must come to an end. It was just surprising that came to us 
the end because we haven't read any any like news or publications that this was the end. Can we talk Total about the surprise. TV history it moment of this? Yes. I don't think that. I mean, we've had shows that are like unduly canceled, but there's usually a lot of like surprise headline like they're canceled and no more um nothing so like that whole cast and crew had to keep so tight and mum about this for god knows how long and i think it's kind of a credit to them that they got it this far and then to do such a beautiful ending sad and depressing but beautiful nonetheless uh i I think it's quite an accomplishment yeah yeah i can agree i think one story that i would love to see as a spinoff this is hopeful lyle and kachiona in egypt do it. I'll be there. Yeah, because we, we know Lyle went to Egypt to study Emotep, so there you go. Could be a good show, guys. We'll All be right. there. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's pretty much the whole season. Real, real, real quick, favorite moment of this season? Ooh. Of the season? Of the season. Or, like, of the show. Oh, gosh. Uh, my favorite moment of the show is, uh, uh, I cannot remember what sure. the doctor's name was in before she was a doctor, when she was the witch. Oh, um, uh, Joan Clayton. Yes. Joan in the Shack, that one episode, to me, is still the pinnacle of this series. It is so beautifully shot. It is such an insight into Vanessa, deeper than we had ever had before. And I think it just spoke volumes to what the show was capable of. And I can go back and watch it anytime, anywhere. I love that episode. Mm-hmm. I have two favorite moments. One is with Vanessa, and yes, it's the uh, the vision she had of her and Ethan together. It's I a love beautiful that. I'm moment. I'm so sorry. No I'm shame. just so happy. No and then my shame, second beautiful. one, <laughs> my second one, I just love Lily. Everyone knows I love Lily, and just that scene with when they had all of the women at the dinner table, and she gave that speech, mm. and she took the cha- the champagne glass. Loved that entire scene. Lily and okay. Dorian dancing in blood is also a highlight. <laughs> yeah. so good. One of my definitely. Two of my favorite moments, uh, Seance in yes. season one. That that like really set the bar. I was like, holy crap, Penny Dreadful is such an amazing show. Yeah. Um, great acting from Eva Green. And then the one of my favorite episodes was Sisters from season one. That just like <gasps> encompasses all of Vanessa's storyline and why and who she is and how she started and well, like everything. This great is the story so where good. we see Mina, where she slept with Mina's with Mina. fiance. Yes, yes, yes. Great episode. Okay, great show. Excellent. Such show. a good It's show. been such a pleasure it's hosting so this. Hard to say I'll goodbye. If, it, if this <laughs> is the ending, I, I hate to like. Don't be sad that it's over, but be happy that it happened. Yeah. I'm so, trying. in the meantime, where can everyone keep following you? Hey guys, I'm Renee Ariel, and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Renee Ariel. Hi guys, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique. Check me out on Black Girl Nerds this week for my review of Finding Dory and soon to come The Shallows. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you everyone who's been watching all these seasons, all these episodes, who's been joining the live chat, all your comments and predictions. You guys are fantastic. Such a great audience to talk to. It's been a pleasure hosting this show. And yep, that's the end. And I hope this isn't the ending, but for now, we will see you later. Bye! Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later!
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.